0: Hello, I'm Dr. Annaline Weston, Dental Legal Consultant at Dental Protection. Welcome to Risk Bites, a series of podcasts created specifically for dental practitioners in Australia. Risk Bites looks at the key dental legal risks and issues affecting dental practitioners across Australia and provides helpful advice and guidance on how to stay clear of them, leaving you free to provide safe and high quality dental care for your patients. In this edition, we're going to focus on dental board conditions and critically, what happens when you don't comply with them. Now, Ralph, I know that we've touched on this before in a previous podcast, but for completeness, I did want to start off by asking you the common question we receive. I've received a complaint from APRA. What happens next?
1: Thanks, Annalene. Well, firstly, let me quickly outline the complaints management process when a complaint is lodged with the state health department. Most states have a government agency that receives all health care related complaints and so they do the initial assessment. For example, in New South Wales we have the Health Care Complaints Commission, Queensland we have the Office of the Health Ombudsman and Victoria we have the HSC. The preliminary assessment by these agencies is to determine if the complaint constitutes professional misconduct or unprofessional conduct by a health professional. As part of this assessment process, the practitioner will be given the opportunity to provide a written submission in response to the allegations or have an interview, usually by Skype or Zoom. There's a two-week deadline for written submissions and usually the agency will provide you with their determination within three to four weeks. Therefore, when you receive a notification from the Complaints Commission, you must immediately contact Dental Protection to report it and to seek advice from a Dento Legal Consultant. You will need to provide a copy of the correspondence from the Commission and a copy of the patient's records to the Dento Legal Consultant. The consultant will review the documents and provide advice and assist you to prepare your response to the allegations contained in the complaint. The Complaints Commission will assess if the complaint constitutes professional misconduct. If it does, they will refer the matter to the Civil Administration Tribunal. Referrals to the Tribunal are rare and only for very serious misdemeanours. However, the vast majority of complaints about healthcare fall into the category of unprofessional conduct and can be managed by the Complaints Commission or alternatively, it will be referred to the Dental Board or Dental Council for further assessment.
0: Thanks for setting that out for us, Ralph. So what are the likely outcomes for a practitioner in this process?
1: The first thing, Adeline, is to remember that the vast majority of matters are closed with no further action. Today we are discussing those which are more serious and where conditions are imposed. Before we get to that, I should also state that if the Commission determines the matter should be managed under their processes, it will offer to mediate to achieve local resolution. This is a voluntary process whereby the dental practitioner and patient negotiate a settlement. This is likely to include some form of compensation, such as a refund or reimbursement for costs associated with remedial treatment. The Commission will refer the matter to the Dental Board, or APRA, that's the government agency that provides administrative support to the the boards, um, and will send an email to the practitioner to confirm they have received a referral from the Complaints Commission and also provide an opportunity for the practitioner to send a supplementary submission. The board will then assess whether the practitioner has provided safe, appropriate and quality treatment in accordance with accepted clinical standards. Sometimes the board will seek additional information from the practitioner as well as have the case reviewed by an independent dental practitioner. If this occurs, it can delay the decision of the board. However, on most occasions, the practitioner will be notified of the board's decision within three months.
0: Okay, so what are the possible outcomes from here? And what are conditions and undertakings?
1: Again, Adeline, these matters can be closed with no further action. Of interest today uh, are those that are not. Should the board determine that disciplinary action is required based on their finding of unsatisfactory professional conduct, that is the treatment provided was not of a standard equivalent to that of your peers of a similar level of experience, they can take the following disciplinary action. They can issue a caution, they may accept some undertakings from you, or they can impose conditions on your practice. Firstly, if a caution is issued, it should be understood that the board considers your treatment was substandard. However, this time, they will only issue a warning and will not take any further action at this time. However, should a similar complaint be lodged in the future, the more severe disciplinary action will be taken. A caution, if issued, is not put on the public register. The board may also accept that you will enter into voluntary undertakings, for example, to undertake further education to improve your practice. Again, this is not put on the public register. If the board is concerned that the treatment provided was seriously deficient, then they will impose conditions on your practice. The details of the conditions will be put on the public register, except if it relates to health impairment. In these instances, the existence of a condition is noted, but not the details.
0: So what are the common conditions practitioners receive, Ralph?
1: Conditions are imposed to ensure the practitioner has clear direction as to the areas of dentistry that the Board considers need improvement. Examples of conditions include perhaps doing some additional CPD, You may have to undergo audits of your dental records or infection control. You may have to work under a certain level of supervision. You may have to engage a mentor. Or you may have to undergo an on-site performance review.
0: It sounds quite straightforward, Ralph. So what are the common problems that practitioners are faced with in complying with these? Because the title of the podcast implies that there are some.
1: Taking these in turn, CPD. You are given a timeline to complete the required education. Due to the restrictions caused by COVID, CPD has been limited to online courses. However, before doing any courses, you will need to provide the board with a copy of the course outline and get their approval that it satisfies their requirements. This can be difficult and sometimes personalised courses have to be prepared. All CPD has to be funded by the practitioner. Once the additional CPD has been completed, you're required to submit a reflective piece on what you've implemented in your practice to improve performance. Audits. The board may require you to pay for an auditor to audit your records or infection control, and this may have to be repeated several times depending on your level of compliance meeting the board's standards. Alternatively, the board will do random audits, that is, unannounced. Supervision. You will need to find a supervisor plus a backup in the particular area of dentistry concerned. Unfortunately, supervisors can only be working with one practitioner at a time, and this can limit their availability. Working under supervision can be difficult, especially in these times of COVID. Mentoring. This can be just as difficult as supervision, with the main difficulty finding a suitable practitioner as both supervisors and mentors must be approved by the board from the outset. On-site performance review. The board will appoint an independent practitioner to assess your clinical performance. This can be nerve-wracking and quite disruptive to your practice.
0: Yes, I imagine it can be. So what happens then, Ralph, if I were to breach my conditions?
1: This is very serious. Sometimes it can't be helped, of course, um, if courses, say for instance, are cancelled or postponed. However, Should it occur, then immediately contact ARPRA, the Monitoring Division, and explain the situation. Usually they are most understanding and an extension can be obtained. However, if conditions are perceived to have been deliberately breached, then the Board will have no hesitation issuing a Section 150 notice and conducting a hearing, which may lead to a period of suspension.
0: Serious indeed, Ralph. So, once we finalise these... Can I get my conditions removed and if so, how do I do it?
1: You must keep in contact with Dental Protection and the Dento Legal Consultant who is assisting you and let them know when you have completed all the requirements of your conditions. The Dento Legal Consultant will assist you to draft a letter to seek a review of the conditions or complete any other relevant paperwork for your State or Territory. Once the Board agrees that you have met all the requirements of the conditions, They will remove the details from the public register. Your dental legal consultant is most happy to provide advice and continuing support throughout, so please don't hesitate to contact Dental Protection and discuss any concerns you have.
0: Thank you, Ralph, for that relevant and helpful content and thank you all for listening. We do hope this podcast was helpful to you and we look forward to sharing more guidance with you in the future. If you like Dental Protection podcasts and would like to hear more, please subscribe and leave a review.